the following podcast has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope. Welcome everyone to Perched on the Top Rope. I am your host, former dirt sheet writer from the Sportster, the richest, Daily DDT, ringside news, and sports Kita, ladies and gentlemen, I am Lee Walker, and this is episode 150 of Perched on the Top Rope. Now you can go back and listen to episode 149 to episode 1 on Apple Podcast. It's Perched on the Top Rope. Ladies and gentlemen, WWE Payback is this Saturday. That's right, it's this Saturday. And there are six amazing matches on card. We're going to do predictions here today. So the first match is Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus in a steel cage match. At Night of Champions, Trish Stratus defeated Becky Lynch thanks to interference from Zoe Stark, who was later revealed as Stratus's protege, I guess I would say. Uh, They continued the feud uh, with the three qualifying for the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match, but none were victorious. Although Stratus legitimately broke her nose during the match thanks to Lynch, Stratus then denied Lynch's challenge to fight her, claiming she was not medically cleared. Uh, Stark instead faced and defeated Lynch on the July 10th episode of Raw the following week. Stratus said she would accept Lynch's challenge if Lynch could defeat Stark in a match on July 24th. But if Lynch failed, she would have to get down on her knees and thank Stratus and get Thank You Trish tattooed on her chest. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Lynch won that match. We didn't have to worry about that tattoo. Uh, This set up for a rematch on the next episode that quickly ended in a disqualification for Lynch after Stark interfered. Later, WWE official Adam Pearce scheduled a rematch for the August 14th episode of Raw, which Stark was banned from ringside. It ended in a double count out with the two brawling throughout the arena with Stark helping Stratus. Later, Pearce announced another rematch, this time in a steel cage, which would be scheduled at payback. Now, this past Monday, we saw Trish and Zoe Stark go one-on-one, and we saw that hilarious botch, if you will. I guess that's the best way to put it. Um, During the match, it was a no-DQ match. Uh, Trish Stratus starts throwing chairs up into the ring. Zoe Stark is the one... She's woman-handling... Uh, Becky at this point and Trish is throwing the chairs over the top rope instead of sliding them in which would have been the smarter thing to do because she's short instead she hits Zoe Stark smack dab in the face with a folding chair now before I give my answer to who I'm picking I do want to note that it's been rumored in the dirt sheets that Becky Lynch is going to go to NXT to try and challenge for the NXT Women's Championship. And it's rumored that Trish Stratus is not done 
in WWE after this steel cage match. So who knows what's going to happen with that on either end. But if that's going to be the outcome here, I'm going to say that Trish Stratus wins the match. Now the next match is the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. It will be the champion Seth freaking Rollins defending against Shinsuke Nakamura. And this whole feud started back on August 7th, the episode of Raw. Seth Rollins accepted Shinsuke's Nakamura offer to team in a six-man tag match that night. They won the match, but during the celebration, Nakamura attacked Rollins with his uh, Kinshasa, turning heel. The following week, Nakamura stated he wanted the World Heavyweight Championship, prompting Rollins to come to the ring, saying that he would face Nakamura any time with the title on the line. The two shook hands, and then Nakamura whispered something to Seth Rollins before attacking him, and we later found out what it was that he had said and what was said was that Shinsuke told him I know about your back. This led Seth Rollins to tell the WWE Universe about his back. However, if fans really paid attention outside of the WWE Universe, they would have known that the WWE World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins discussed the injuries he's been dealing with and what he's been doing to avoid surgery while speaking to Logan Paul on the Impulsive Podcast. That's right. Uh, by the way, this was a month ago, ladies and gentlemen, that he went on this. So we should have already, you know, kind of know about this. Uh, Rollins was asked whether, whether he is doing anything to take care of his body. He explained that he changes up his training depending on how his body is feeling before he detailed some of the injuries he's been dealing with. Rollins revealed that he should probably get surgery on his back, but he's trying to make sure he doesn't need it. And this is what he said. No, honestly, I just do the, my same thing. I, I try to just change my training up based on how I feel. And there's constant injury, he said. My knees have been bugging me since before WrestleMania. I was having issues with that. My neck acting up. My low back has been at me since 2019. Probably should get some surgery on that. But trying to just do whatever I can to make sure I don't need it. Because I have a couple of stress fractures back there so ladies and gentlemen that was before SummerSlam that he went on this podcast so technically we've known since then it's just nobody's paid attention to what these wrestlers are doing outside of the wwe universe and apparently the dirt sheets didn't pick up on that one for whatever reason so that's been the main focus of the storyline between seth rollins and shinsuke nakamura has been this injury and Shinsuke turning heel. Uh, when it comes to the match, though, I am going to say 
hashtag and still WWE World Heavyweight Champion Seth freaking Rollins. They put the title on him for a reason. You know, Shinsuke is kind of getting that, what I referred to as the Finn Balor treatment. You come and you go, you come and you go, but you always get a pop. So that's where Shinsuke is at, I feel like. Seth Rollins wins this match. Now the next match is the Women's World Championship. It is champion Rhea Ripley. Taking on Raquel Rodriguez. Now, this whole feud started on June 19th on Raw when Rodriguez took issue with the champion Ripley assaulting Natalia before their match. Uh, at this same time, Rodriguez and Liv Morgan won the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Uh, Ripley continued her post match assaults on Natalia. Uh, which eventually led to a brawl between Ripley, Rodriguez, and Morgan on the July 17th episode, where Ripley, in quotations here, injured Rodriguez's left knee. This attack subsequently cost Rodriguez and Morgan the Women's Tag Team Championship in a match later that night, after Morgan attacked Ripley that night. A non-title match between the two is scheduled for the next week's episode. However, Ripley attacked Morgan, injuring her arm. The match never happened. The next week, Rodriguez returned and brawled with Ripley, only to once again get injured. Later that night, WWE official Adam Pearce stated that Rodriguez was not medically cleared to compete. However, he said that once she was cleared, she would get a match against Ripley. On the August 21st episode of Raw, Rodriguez attacked Ripley and announced that she was medically cleared and that Pierce scheduled Ripley to defend the Women's World Championship against Rodriguez at Payback. Now, I know that all sounds like with Rodriguez coming back, the babyface is going to get the win here. Uh, I don't see Rhea Ripley losing and dropping this belt anytime soon. I'm going to say that Rhea Ripley wins this match. However, I want to point out that her reign as champion has not been that eventful, that exciting, or any of the sort. They've struggled to find her a feud. This is really her first feud as champion, I would say, aside from Natalia, but that's kind of a first everybody gets is Natalia. Now, I'm only going to point out uh, the TV time here on matches Rhea Ripley has had as champion because, like I said, it hasn't been that spectacular for, for what we had. She's great in the ring. She's great on the mic. They just haven't done much with her in this reign yet, I think. But it's early, folks. So just give it time. But I want to point out some of her matches. I'm only going to point out the single matches that she's had. Now, I know that August 22nd, she had a mixed tag team match. On 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. NXT Heat Wave, but I'm not going to discuss that match. I'm discussing purely her one-on-one matches. So, now, August 21st, she had a match against Candice LeRae, and that match lasted a total of 1 minute and 21 seconds. The following week, on the 14th, she faced Indy Hartwell. On Monday Night Raw, and Rhea Ripley defeated her in 3 minutes and 5 seconds. Now, she did have a match July 25th on NXT against Liar Valkyrie. And that match lasted 10 minutes, 12 seconds. That's been the longest match that she has so far. Now, she did have a match on Raw that went 12 minutes, 45 seconds for the the title against Natalya, which she won. And that match was July 3rd. So before that, she didn't have a singles match on Raw from until May. She had a match May 8th against Dana Brooke, defeating her in a... Minute 42 seconds, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. A minute 42. So not many matches, but they're also not that long either. So that's why I say it's been rather not that eventful run. But obviously we know what's going on with the Judgment Day. She's part of that faction trying to keep that glue together because, man, that, that... that faction is folding fast. But I do have to say that Rhea Ripley retains the WWE Women's World Championship. Our next match, folks, is the WWE United States Championship. The champion, Rey Mysterio, taking on Austin Theory, getting his rematch for the belt. So this feud started uh, back in July on the July episode. July episode of SmackDown. It was July twenty eighth. Santos Escobar faced 
fellow LWO stablemate Rey Mysterio in the finals for the United States Championship Invitational Tournament, to which the winner earned a title match against Austin Theory. Well, Mysterio would get injured during the match. Uh, thus, they named Escobar the winner via referee stoppage. The championship match was set to occur on August 11th. Uh, however, Theory would attack Escobar before the match, rendering him unable to compete. So, WWE official Adam Pearce then allowed Rey Mysterio to take Escobar's place to face Theory for the title, which Mysterio wins. The following week, Theory demanded Mysterio give the belt back, as he was not supposed to be in the match. However, Pierce instead scheduled a number one contenders match uh, that Theory won, and on the August 28th episode, of SmackDown, the rematch was scheduled for payback. I feel like if there's going to be any title change here during this premium live event, it's going to be this match, but I'm fairly confident that WWE is not going to take the belt off Rey Mysterio. I don't know what's going on with the storyline with LWO and where Theory would go from here if he loses. But I also don't know where he would go from here if he won either. So I'm going to say that Mysterio retains the championship. Now to give you guys a break from talking about wrestling here in these matches real quick, I do want to bring up the fact that at WWE Payback, Grayson Waller will be having a special edition of his talk show, The Grayson Waller Effect, and his special guest is Cody Rhodes, the man who is supposed to finish the story will still be at the pay-per-view. I'm hoping this turns into some sort of impromptu match or a confrontation that might lead to a match on Raw. We're going to have to wait and see, folks. Now, our next match, folks, is L.A. Knight taking on The Miz. L.A. Knight, who's over-the-top Hollywood-esque, like, and then there's The Miz, who's a straight-to-DVD movie MTV real-world guy. Which I really should have nothing against him being on MTV The Real World because I was on MTV True Life. That is a very true story, fans. Uh, you can look my episode up. It was 2012. Anyway, getting off track. Uh, at SummerSlam, LA Knight won the Slim Jim SummerSlam Battle Royal, to which he did eliminate The Miz. On the following Raw, The Miz took an issue with the amount of attention that L.A. Knight was receiving and felt that he was being disrespected from Knight. This prompted a confrontation between the two. They've had some promos back and forth, interfering in matches, including The Miz costing Knight a shot at the United States Championship. So The Miz challenged Knight to a match to which... Knight accepted, and this is an inter-brand match, 
because The Miz is on Raw, Ellie Knight is on SmackDown. And I do have to say this, The Miz came out and cut an incredible promo on LA Knight this past Monday on Raw. Came out dressed like LA Knight, and I am not going to lie here, The Miz is a good actor when it comes to portraying other wrestlers. We've seen it when he's done John Cena, when he and Maurice acted like they were Cena and Nikki Bella. Let's not forget he also did this with The Rock, too. And that was really, really good, too. So he did this with L.A. Knight, cutting a promo, acting like L.A. Knight. It was great. It was awesome. I loved it. And to be honest, I would like to see The Miz win. I think The Miz really needs the win. But I do think L.A. Knight needs the win, too, especially with this push that he's getting right now in WWE. So, as much as I want The Miz, it's L.A. Knight. Yeah! Which brings us to the last match of the night, ladies and gentlemen. It is a Steel City street fight for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. Since mid-July, the WWE Tag Team Champions Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have been feuding with the Judgment Day. After the Judgment Day defeated Owens and Zayn's team in a six-man tag match, uh, this led to a match on July 17th on Raw where Owens and Zayn successfully defended the championships against Priest and Dominic Mysterio. Also during this time, Mysterio had won the WWE NXT North American Championship in NXT. And successfully defended the title against Zayn after being distracted by Priest and Ripley, who viciously attacked Owens, thus injuring him. Uh, Zayn's rivalry with the Judgment Day would continue through the next month, and on the August 21st episode of Raw, Owens would make his return. That's right, Owens returned to Monday Night Raw. Later that night, Owens and Zayn's team would defeat the Judgment Day, in a six-man tag match. The following week, Owens and Zayn were scheduled to defend the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship against Balor and Priest at Payback. And later, Owens and Zayn announced that after talking with official Adam Pearce, the match would be a Steel City street fight. This is going to be basically a no-disqualification match. So I'm expecting interference from Dominic Mysterio, which I would also somewhat expect Cody Rhodes, since he was part of the six-man tag match with Owens and Zayn. I also can't forget about uh, their new friend JD, who's been uh, lurking around the Judgment Day here, getting called up from NXT, which is great for him. But I also feel that his interference, much like this past week on Raw, is going to cost the Judgment Day this match. And we're going to see a change in the Judgment Day. I feel like somebody is going to be on their way out. I feel like this interference is going to cost 
them the match. I feel like it's going to cost the Judgment Day to start their breakup, ladies and gentlemen. And with that being said, with the Stadium Stampede match online, where 30 players go head-to-head in a Fortnite-style battle royal, ladies and gentlemen, on Thursday's episode dropping at 9 p.m., I will be reviewing that. And by the way, I've had a lot of fun. Ladies and gentlemen, you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash perched on the top rope. You can find us on Twitter at perched top rope because perched on the top rope was too long. Looking at you, Elon Musk. You can also find us on Instagram at Perched on the Top Rope Podcast and Threads at Perched on the Top Rope Podcast. So ladies and gentlemen, remember, spoiler freeze, the way to be. I'm up.